Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Maybe a fourth. They're coming out of his beat six and seven. Top the moment is by the ninth. Oh, wow. wow. Well, here we are heading into round 16 on the back of a big New South Wales Blues win. Ryan and Tommy back. This is the Supercoach 365 podcast. Feeling good on the back of a week off. Of course, no NRL action last week. We had a week off as well, Tommy, but good to be back talking everything NRL heading into the new week. Absolutely, Ryan. Good day to you. Um, It feels like we've been off for a while, doesn't it? I think two weeks since our last podcast. uh, Origin was really good. New South Wales very dominant, but very happy to see the return of NRL this week. How was it sitting back and watching the Blues win? Obviously, uh, we were there for Game 1 and disappointing result that night, but uh, the series is alive heading up into uh, the decider now up at Suncorp, so all eyes on that in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, it was good to see the Blues win. I must admit I had a bet on Queensland, so financially not the best night for myself. But uh, I thought the rest of the rep round was great also. The international games on Saturday... We're good, I guess, for the for the future of the game. And then also the women's game on Friday, I must say, I'm actually really fond of entertaining. I thought it was a really good game. Yeah, different style of footy, isn't it? The women's origin. But uh, just on that, obviously, uh, last time we spoke, it was heading into round 15. And um, our ranks, our scores, you're still inside the top 1,000, I think, at this point, And um, you sort of locked down that spot. Yeah, I think I've been between 500 and 700th for the past four to six weeks so just uh, hanging about there probably losing touch with you know the leaders in that but uh hopefully if i can finish top a thousand I'll, I'll take it as a good season i've got to give myself a little pat on the back as well a score of fourteen zero seven. so i think uh i was in the top one percent and now has me back inside the top five percent overall so big moves last week but um only as good as your last week that's i mean we can hope that all of our weeks are that good um obviously some news today and as we go to air very late on tuesday night uh news that matt lodge is set to join the roosters for the rest of the season so that may be what they've been lacking a little bit of punch up front and um i mean it can't hurt them getting a a forward of his quality no it can't um i probably at the start of the year i would have thought they were fully stocked for front row forwards but you know, maybe JWH is, is past his best. Uh, Takiyahu is getting on as well. So a tear away like Lodge could be what they need. Looking uh, as well around the rest of the league, Latrell Mitchell set to line up for South Sydney this week. And uh, Ryan Pappenhausen listed amongst the reserves for the Melbourne Storm as well. So a couple of uh, big ins in terms of fullbacks coming in. And I guess uh, on the other side to that, some injuries as well on the back of the origin there as well with uh, Cameron Munster and question marks over Payne Haas. His fitness as owners at uh, different stages of the season, Payne Haas, he's been a frustrating hold. Um, if, you, if you're still holding Payne Haas, he must be pulling your hair out. Yeah, he's been tough. He's been very tough. He's named again this week, though. We'll get to the Broncos soon. Uh, 
there was reports he was going to be out for six weeks as, as recent as yesterday. So I'm not sure there. Uh, Munster, similar story. So hopefully he can play. But yeah, Latrell is back finally. Uh, I think he's been about since round five, so 10 or 11 weeks. I know I picked him up early in our draft, number one, in fact, and it's great yeah. to see him back finally. Yeah, yourself and a lot of other draft players out there licking their lips, hopefully still in touch with the top eight or top six, whatever you're playing, top five, um, heading into your respective finals and um, hoping to make a charge. I know you are indeed going to need all the luck you can get on that front, mate. Uh, usually up front and the top of the podcast, we promote our overall groups and such. We're going to uh, check you back in on that this time next week. Uh, digest all of round 16 and um, we'll find out who's leading uh, that uh, this time next week as we say but let's get straight into this Tommy uh, the round 16 preview will kick it off on Thursday night uh, good to see footy back on Thursday night uh, Manly back at home at Brookie up against the Melbourne Storm here traditional battle of Brookie uh, can we still say that these days? Are we allowed to have punches in the game? If not, it uh, doesn't matter. Melbourne, uh, firm favourites here despite that question mark over Cameron Munster. $1.34 favourites with topsport.com.au. Manly, the outsiders, $3.35 head-to-head. Yeah, I think all the all eyes will be on, I guess, the team list probably 24 hours prior to the game and then an hour before with uh, Cam Munster, but also Ryan Pappenhausen, um, named in Jersey 19. I guess he was fit. To play last week, I'm pretty sure in terms of the injury, but it was just COVID that kept him out. So, mm. with that in mind, I feel like he, he's a good chance to play. Perhaps is he a chance? I mean, are we looking at him this week as a serious trade-in option? I think we all agree that we need him at the you know come round 24, round 25. We want to be playing with Ryan Pappenhausen, but is he a rush to get back in this week? I think last time we spoke, I I said I was going to make the move to go to Pappenhausen, but looking at his price, his break-even, all things considered. Maybe we just hold off a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'd probably wait maybe one. Well, probably if I'm going to wait, I'm only going to wait one week because if you're getting him, you got to get him by next week for round 17, that buy round, because, you know, there's not many good players playing that week in terms of Supercoach, and he's arguably the best player in the game in Supercoach. So if he's he's there, you need to have him that week. Yep. But yeah, this week, probably not mandatory. Okay, so playing your trades around that Ryan Pappenhausen potentially from round 17 onwards. The only danger with that is, and I know that, you know, probably not going to change your winning team, Brad Fittler, but he was around the Blues squad in 2020. So Nico Hines still unsighted as an 18th man, although I think you and I both agree Nico over Pappenhausen, probably a more rounded and more better, well, a better fit in all um, for that 18th man role should injury uh, strike down the Blues at mid-game. Yeah, I just can't imagine Freddie making too many changes after the big win the other night. And, you know, Hines, while he hasn't gotten the field, he's still been in around the camp the whole series. So I'd imagine he'd still be there for game three. Nick Meany, of course, named at fullback. But with Cameron Munster, I mean, a question mark. Is there chances he maybe goes to 5'8"? We saw Meany play in the halves to start the year when Munster wasn't there. That obviously opens the door for Pappenhausen to go to the back, which... The big winner amongst all of that, if Munster is to sit out this week, next week, maybe heading into Game 3, could be the cheapy Grant Anderson, who seems to just be hanging around, persisting, and again, he gets a chance this week, as it is at this point anyway. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's very important, actually, uh, Paps and Munster, how they fare in terms of Anderson, because I think the price rise would be his next game. Grant Anderson, he's played two, so the yep. third game he'll go up. Whether or not he gets that third game is the big question. So, yeah, that's definitely a watch this space and pretty important. And just for Manly, obviously, Cherry Evans uh, expected to back up at this point. Um, but looking across their team, I think the big surprise packet has been in the absence of Tom Travojevic, just how good Ruben Garrick has been. Um, I know we've said it a couple of times here already this year and even at the start of the year in the preseason that Garrick wouldn't fare as good if... Turbo was to be hit by injury, but he's sort of proved us wrong, everyone else wrong as well, hasn't he, Garrick? Yeah, he has, uh, absolutely. I really didn't think he was this good, in all honesty, but he, he's really owned the team since Turbo's gone down. His lowest scores since taking the fullback role was 67, and he's got two scores over 95. So he's scoring really well, as good as many of the fullbacks in the game. And uh, tough game on Thursday, but if you have him, you wouldn't be disappointed with how he's been going. And obviously, he gets another chance to show what he can do this week. A tougher assessment this week for Manly, though. And the line, just having a look here on topsport.com.au, 
Tuesday night as we go to where Melbourne giving away eight and a half. And I think Jerome Hughes is starting to hit his running game, uh, the form we've seen him and what he did for New Zealand at the weekend. So if Munster is out, and I know we've said this a couple of times as well, maybe this is the week where Jerome Hughes steps up and shows his class against a fellow rep half back in DCE. Yeah, you'd probably have to be with Melbourne, but it's really hard to be confident about anything without, you know, the likes of Paps and Munster if we don't know if they're going to play. So they still have a lot of quality, though, in Harry Grant and Jerome Hughes, as you say. So, yeah, you'd be with the Storm. All right, let's move on. Uh, second game and the first game, or second game of the week, but the first game on Friday is the Newcastle Knights up against the Gold Coast Titans. Two teams which have flirted with uh, taking home the wooden spoon at different stages this year, the Titans. You'd have to think that they'd almost be favourites for that at this point. Uh, looking at the Knights team list, though, uh, no Kalen Ponga, I'm going to say it, it could help him. Texoy back to fullback, uh, Milford and Clune the halves, and uh, still no sighting of Jaden Braley, but he couldn't be too far away. Yeah, he's probably not too far away, but I think it's, he's going to come way too late for this season, unfortunately. Uh, some names in the extended reserves here, Bradman Best and Daniel Saifidi, probably not that relevant at the moment although the Knights play around 17 so maybe Bradman Best could be a little pod there perhaps but yeah not much happening for Newcastle uh for the Titans not many players either I'm really interested at the moment they're also not playing next week in the bye round so this game is probably not the most interesting one of the year David Fafita in jersey 17 so again maybe more draft focus this time of year with Fafita and I guess the way he's performed so far, uh, a watch there. But um, as well, I think yeah, across the board, the Titans have been pretty disappointing to this point. Paul Turner still in the halves, so shows you that they're confident with AJ Brimson there back at the back. Speaking of the Knights, though, you mentioned they're playing round 17. There's plenty of question marks around back rowers for round 17, and we'll get to our questions at the at the back end of the segment. Tyson Frizzell now not in the Origin squad. He's missed the first couple of games, and Mitchell Barnett, chance to kick goals if Kalen Pong is missing as well. So two potential pod plays in, in the 2RF there that uh, we could go uh, or look towards at, at the Knights. Yeah, real pods for sure, but not the worst shouts. You know, Frizzell has been... A pretty good scorer for years now. He's still averaging 60 this year, so he would do you a job. And Barnett as well, that's not actually a bad call there that he could kick the goals because he has done so in the past. So, yeah, definitely worse options. And of the Knights players, they're probably, I guess, the two they'd be looking at. Kurt Mann always seems to get a mention in Supercoach Chats. Not for me, though. David Clemmer, I know another one that we spoke of uh, a couple of weeks ago when, when talking yeah. of round 17 options. Uh, I mean, across the board, though, you mentioned Barnett, they're kicking goals. Realistically, how many goals could they be kicking um, the Knights? Not really um, scoring plenty of tries uh, at different stages, the Knights. But, um, I mean, we might go past giving a tip on this one because I don't think it matters anyway. Turn our attentions to the main game on Friday night here, the Panthers and the Roosters. Now, Panthers have named what looks all but a full-strength team. Um, it could be very well full-strength team. And the Roosters, they're going to have to bring their very best to... Uh, the foot of the mountains come Friday night. Yeah, well, those who have listened all year would know our season-long bet with Top Sport uh, involved the Roosters coming top six. It's looking pretty dire at the moment. I think they've lost eight games now. They're sitting outside the top eight. It's getting to die to dire straits. They almost need to start winning to be a chance of running top six. Yep, and for the Roosters, still no Luke Keery. I think he's been given the week off with that lingering concussion issue. Um, and in the centres, Billy Smith holds his place ahead of uh, Paul Momorowski as well. Just looking at this Panthers team, it, it's hard to see them getting beat when, I mean, that fullback, uh, sorry, that, that back line is all but a representative back line. I think the only one who didn't play rep footy last week was Dylan Edwards, and arguably he's been their form player in the backs in the past month. Yeah, he's been excellent. Um, I brought him in a few weeks ago as a sub for Teddy, actually, and he's done a really good job. I do wonder about the Penrith players at the moment, though, in terms of super coach. Obviously, a lot of them would be season-long keepers, the likes of Nathan Cleary and Taylor May, but maybe players like Tago or Kikau, could we be looking at trading them out before the buy? Yeah, that 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 man there, Isaac Tango, and just how good it was to hear Matt Russell pronounce Isaac Tango in that win over the Cook Islands the other night. Um, great listening, that one. But just on um, Isaac... 
what is the rush to sell? I know he's got the 30 in him, but I mean, we've seen it time and time again with particularly himself and in the past, Matt Burton, Steve Crichton down that left side. They're just a try-scoring machine, whoever is in that left side for the Panthers. So I know you've sold Tungo earlier in the season. You got him back. There's an obsession there to get rid of him. And for mine, I'm, I'm happy to hold him on the proviso that he will be scoring tries, particularly if you're playing head-to-head comps. Uh, grand finals in round 24 they have the New Zealand Warriors at Panthers Stadium so tell me he's not every chance of scoring a try that night yeah look you look at it like that 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 is true um that's a great fixture for him but I do think they have quite a hard run in they play teams like Melbourne the Eels Sharks South Cowboys all in that final few rounds other than 105 in round 10 he hasn't scored above 70 since round four so he's not really a prolific scorer in Supercoach, and he's not there next week. So I, I just think there are other options, possibly. He's a dual position player as well, so there's plenty of options you can get in for him. Yep, definitely. Just across the board at the Roosters, I know we've already mentioned uh, Matt Lodge a chance to link up with them sooner rather than later. I don't think it'll be this week. It could be from next week. We'll have to confirm that. Um, but what does that mean then for the likes of Lindsay Collins, Takeaho? And obviously, Warrior uh, Hargraves as well, the other sort of leading forward. But potentially, could that impact their chances? Maybe not so much classic relevance at this time of year. But, I mean, you just have to consider it as well. He may even take minutes off the likes of Nat and Egan Butcher off the bench. So, you know, some of these guys that we have been playing with at different parts this season, suddenly their roles come into a bit of questioning. Yeah, you'd have to think he slots straight into the team somewhere. Uh, yeah, so the likes of... Butchers and bakers and all those other occupations they have on their bench, uh, they might be looking over their shoulder a little bit. I don't know. I didn't see this one coming with Lodge going uh, to the Roosters. Maybe it's the culture he needs to straighten his attitude out a bit. Yeah, I mean, he was talked of going to the Eels, wasn't he, anyway? He finds his way potentially to Moore Park, and uh, he could be everything that they need. We'll we'll, uh, watch that one. Keenly, uh, topsport.com.au, the Roosters' uh, long outsiders here, sort of as to be expected. Uh, $5.65 head-to-head, the Roosters. I mean, I can't remember the last time I saw the tri-colours at that price, and Penrith, $1.15. They've already been well-supported. The line has moved today from 14.5 to 15.5, and, a half, and uh, going against, uh, going with the minus, uh, Panthers, $1.85. So you're getting less than your, your head-to-head, $1.90. Really shows the changing of the guard in the NRL the last few years. You know, the Roosters were the best team in the comp, and now they're giving away 15 points. Uh, I know, but the yeah, you can't really argue with it. The last few years, whenever they come up against the bigger teams, they really have been humbled. So, yeah, brave man to be against the Panthers. Pushing on to Saturday afternoon, uh, 3 p.m. game. This one, the Bulldogs and the Sharks. This one, I think, is at Combank Stadium at Parramatta. So... Uh, somewhat a neutral venue, it is. And uh, the Bulldogs, $3.10 outsiders. The Sharks, $1.37 head-to-head, topsport.com.au. The line, 8.5. The Sharks, they're giving that away. Going off their last uh, starts, both of these teams, I think the Sharks somewhat underwhelming against the Titans. Had every chance to put them away and didn't. And the Bulldogs, they just got on a roll and they're hitting some form. Matty Burton, Josh Adokar, um, $3.10. I think it's almost worth a bet at the price. Yeah, it's hard to argue. I think the break was different for both these teams. You know, the Dogs didn't want a break. They, they'd scored 30 points two weeks in a row, something they'd barely done for the last five years probably. So they're playing really well. And then you've got the Sharks who, yeah, like you say, they beat the Titans, but that was a pretty dismal performance. They needed a break, I think. Uh, a couple yeah. of their players went off to Origin Camp. Ronaldo played for New Zealand. So maybe look, they'll come back refreshed, but, yeah, they need to improve. Now, Nico Hines, in that game against the Titans, uh, plenty would have had him captain, um, unable to captain Cleary, who I think played after him that week, round 15. You can probably check that. But I think he scored 96 points, um, Hines. Didn't do a hell of a lot. Kicked some goals. Missed a couple of goals as well. So it just shows you, we've said it time and time again here, how indestructible he is as a captain. And I think looking at the fixtures, the way they fall this week, he will be if not the most popular captain, right up there in the conversation. Yeah, he's bulletproof, like you say. He, he doesn't even play that well. In recent weeks, I don't think he's played very well at all, and he's still scoring you know, respectable scores, and then a 96 against the Gold Coast. He just touches the ball so often and gets so involved. And yeah, I agree with you. Uh, on paper, against the Dogs, it looks like a good game. Cleary 
Cleary, the other sort of likely captain option, has to play the Roosters. Yeah, I think you'll see Hines very popular. Now, uh, this time, as we say, a couple of weeks ago, we sat here heading into round 15 and we spoke of potential trade plays um, heading into the back end of the season. I floated the idea of selling Munster at the time, obviously not knowing he was going to get injured. My other play was bringing in Sione Katoa. I'm glad I did. I went the pod play against Ronaldo Molotalo or Talakai, two options that will be there in round 17, we think, although maybe Talakai not with origin. But Mulatalo and Katoa, if you ha- if, as I said, you want to be playing with at least one of them, I think, to end the season. Um, both of them just try scoring wingers, and both of them scored for their countries, uh, New Zealand and Tonga, at the weekend. So it shows you that, yes, they've had a week off, but um, they kept doing what they have always done. Yeah, no, I think they both, well, they were great buyers. Still probably are with the uh, with the buy in mind next week. I just want to mention that man Talakai, though. Um I guess he's become a frustrating hold for owners. I, I've kept him waiting for round 17. But, you know, with the Blues' big win on Sunday, do you think that he might just get picked again in that 17? If it ain't broke, don't fix it, I reckon. And I think Freddie's sort of shown that mentality in recent times. And, um, you know, I think of players like Tyron Peachy, who was a part of that 2018 series win, didn't play a hell of a lot of minutes, but why would you change it if it's worked? And if that contributes to the, the week leading up to the game and obviously um, that culture which you're trying to build there, why would you change it? So, yeah, I think Talakai's probably no chance of playing round 17, come to think of it now. Uh, just speaking of those two wingers, Mulatalo and Katoa, they're about $1.75, uh, both of them, topsport.com.au, anytime try scorers. And Josh Adokar, $2.16, that's probably worth a bet as well. He's in great form, is the Fox. And... Tommy, just on Adokar, I think a couple of weeks ago we fielded some questions about was he relevant or could we be finishing the year with him. I sort of went against him as a you know purely playing at the Bulldogs. Didn't think they'd be scoring points, but he and Burton they've just got that combination down pat down that left hand side, and he could be an option to finish the year potentially if you think he can continue this try scoring form. Yeah, very very left field, I guess. Uh, he's pretty expensive. Look, I wouldn't go to him personally, but like you're saying, um, pretty much everything the dogs are doing is through him and Burton. So if the dogs are going well, he will be scoring well. Okay, let's leave that game there. I don't think too much else to touch on in terms of uh, the Sharks or Bulldogs to finish the year. Just some news around the Sharks. Apparently, uh, Finucane, McInnes and Wade Graham all had COVID over the uh, course of the rep weekend. So again, probably more so McInnes than any of those other two names there in terms of their relevance. But... Um, yeah, just keep an eye on that. And maybe their minutes impacted in the weeks to come. Uh, those three there at the Sharks. Saturday uh, evening, the Twilight game. One of a couple of uh, 4X derbies here. The Cowboys and the Broncos. And uh, this one up at uh, Queensland Country Bank Stadium. $1.45, the Cowboys. The Broncos, $2.75, outsiders. Probably hard to argue with that, given what we've seen recently from both of these two sides. Obviously, the Broncos, a last start loss against the Storm. Uh, probably surprised us with the way they started that game. Yeah, they did. Uh, I thought Brisbane were really good against the Storm. They obviously didn't get the job done, but they really showed that even without Reynolds, they could do a great job and and, and give it to, well, not give it to, but match it with one of the better teams in the comp. But the Cowboys at home, they're just playing amazing footy. And a lot of their, I guess, more experienced players are coming off now. Queensland, Queensland are efforts. Talmo has played for his country. Uh, they're looking really, they're firing on all cylinders. And then they bring in a player of the ilk of Luciano Lelua on the bench. Yeah, first time uh, he will be seen in Cowboys colours. So it'd be a big inclusion for them heading into the back end of the year. It really helps them, doesn't it? Because, you know, they have Gilbert there down one side and Nanai rather on the other. Um, but Leilua just has that spark about him, doesn't he? Something that probably Gilbert can't offer. And they've still got Cotter to come back into this team as well. So, um, yeah, only going to get better, the Cowboys, which is scary. Uh, for the Broncos, though, I think Paddy uh, Carrigan's just been supreme. And um, if there are question marks around Payne Haas, maybe he is someone that we can look to um, after the origin period. And, you know, pending his body's uh, fit as well, um, just gets through a mountain of minutes and pretty active in those minutes as well. Yeah, he's been awesome this year. I think I've said a few times, you found him pre-season and one of your best finds of the year for sure. He's been a great player. And like you say, after Origin, he might be a reliable option to have. 
I think Ezra Mam getting the sixth jersey again this week with Reynolds coming back. Tyson Gamble in jersey 20. I think Ezra Mam will keep that jersey, to be honest. I think Brisbane have been playing really well since he's joined the team. He's been pretty good in every performance. Uh, and if he plays around 17, those who picked him up in Supercoach are looking pretty good. Yeah, hasn't done a hell of a lot wrong. Obviously, a bit of a step up in class against uh, Munster and Hughes in the Melbourne Storm last time out. But still managed to score a try. Um, was pretty good, well, very good in that game against the Raiders the week prior to that. So, uh, yes, he's rewarded those who brought him in. Um, and probably you'd, you'd hold him for round 17 and then probably look to cash in and, and uh, upsell to uh, a, a gun as such to finish off the year. So, um, and put his cash to use. So that's the way I'd be playing Ezra Mam, or that's the way I will be playing Ezra Mam at least in the coming weeks. You mentioned there, Adam Reynolds back. That's a big boost. And if anything... Uh, maybe hurts Katoni Staggs even more, just still one of these names that we had at the start of the year. If you're still holding him, I don't know why he would be, but Katoni's been pretty good uh, kicking goals at least. Anyway, it's been propping up some of his scores. Yeah, that is actually disappointing for those who still have him. Um, He's actually been really accurate with the goal kicking, so maybe when Reynolds does move on, he will be a, a goal kicker in the future, but it doesn't help at the moment. Uh, anything else this one here, Tommy? Obviously, just looking at these team lists here, Kyle Felt back in jersey number 22 as well. So he's eyeing off a return sooner rather than later. And again, um, good things happening up there for the Cowboys. Just on that game as well, uh, if you are playing try scorers, the favoured way, uh, as it usually is uh, when you're looking at a Cowboys game, is uh, Murray Tuolangi, $1.92 anytime try scorer. He's opposite winger, uh, Tabuai Fido, $2 anytime as well. Um, Tuolangi, probably a little bit disappointing the other night in Origin, so he might be looking to bounce back here. Yeah, it was a tough debut, I guess. Uh, the team was barely had any ball for most of that game. He had to do a lot of defense. He didn't probably get to show his best. So, yeah, he might be looking to bounce back with a try uh, this Saturday. Now, talking about looking to bounce back, what about the Rabbitohs? Uh, so disappointing in that game against the Dragons. I don't think anyone could have predicted that. What was it, 32-0 at one point, maybe more? Um, no one saw that coming. And I think the man in jersey number one, he has to be the one to spark this uh, back end of season revival. If anyone can, it, it has to be Latrell. Have you ever seen a team just less up for a game than that night? It was just bizarre. that The things they were doing in attack, they didn't barely made a tackle. Cameron Murray was even falling off tackles in the first half. Um, I don't know what happened. Uh, they can't be that bad again, South Sydney. And like you say, clearly their best and most influential player returns. Yep. It'll be very exciting on Saturday night. Now, uh, Cody Walker still there as well in uh, the 5-8th role. And Lachlan Ilias named to start at halfback. So, I mean, he was hooked after 20 minutes in that game. So, again... Getting the, back to their full strength spine, at least the, the spine that they wanted to run out with for most of this season. Tane Milne in the centres with Campbell Graham. And for those who brought in the likes of Johnston and Graham, yes, they've had a couple of big weeks, but that game against the Dragons, a real dampener on what they could have thrown up. And obviously round 17 considered as well, not what you were hoping for with forking out the money for those high price centre wing options. No, it wasn't. I guess Campbell Graham has been a bit of a roller coaster the past few weeks. He went really big two weeks ago and then that low score. But look, I'm just looking at round 17 with these players. They play in the Knights. They still have a pretty strong team on the park for round 17 South. They should be able to put a score on, hopefully. So those players might be able to do something. Just the last thing on South, uh, Blake Taff, Jersey 18. He's probably been my worst trade in this year. He just does not hit the heights. He can't even make the side now. I'm hoping in the bye week if Latrell makes origin he'll get the one jersey but yeah. yeah it hasn't been great having him yeah he had all the potential didn't he uh Blake Taff it just looked too good to be true and obviously good dual position player goal kicker as well you'd think hands on the ball at Souths he had all the all the uh upsell in the world really uh, all the potential just hasn't hit any heights since and on the eels I mean they've been pretty phenomenal I think that game against the Roosters before the bye was such a, a high standard uh, some of the tries in that game were just incredible as well. That first half was uh, was really, really good viewing. And I didn't think I'd ever say this, but Sean Lane could be the most dynamic back rower in the competition at current. And obviously outside of Isaiah Papali'i, his Eels teammate, maybe. But Sean Lane, Dylan Brown, what they're doing down that left side, it's something to behold. Yeah, how good was he against the Roosters? He, he was impossible to put down. His offloads were just giving them all sorts of headaches. 
and a little spoiler, but he might be in my team uh, in the next half an hour in our trading places. Wow. But uh, yeah, can you, you just can't understand that Eels form lines? We've said it a few times this year. You know, they've lost the Dogs and the Tigers, and they've beat you know beat up on the good teams. So on their day, they're probably, I guess, the third best chance to win the comp. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's hard to look past the Panthers and the Storm for obvious reasons, and then naturally you fall to the Cowboys there in third. But the Eels. Probably even a bigger threat than the Cowboys, given what we've seen so far this season. And being able to win big games away from home. Um, not that this is a big game, but they are away from home again this uh, this weekend uh, against the Rabbitohs, hoping to make another statement. Make a Sevo another name there that you know hit some highs in that game against the Roosters. I think he scored a 70-odd, but just flopped against the Bulldogs uh, upon his return. So probably uh, make a Sevo has let players down who... Um, had brought him in for the back end of the season. Yeah, probably hasn't hit the heights we all wanted him to. Uh, just I read some news on Instagram today. It could be absolute bullshit, but um, Ryan Madison might be a late withdrawal due to an injury. He's rib, ongoing rib, rib injury. So right. if you are owning him or looking at bringing him in, maybe just we'll keep an eye on the team lists. Yeah, he would have been a popular trade in at different parts. And then obviously uh, was included in that Origin squad for Game 1. So if you still are holding on to Ryan Madison, just be uh, mindful of that. The Eels, $1.40, sorry, rather $1.54 away from home. The Rabbitohs, $2.50 outsiders there at a core stadium. Uh, the Eels at the minus, minus 5.5, uh, $1.95. I think I'd be going that way. I think the Eels are probably just too classy for Souths here. And I think they do it by more than 5.5. Yeah, I'm really not sure. I can't get a handle on the Eels. And South, this is probably their biggest game of the year to actually show something. They've got all their players back on deck. They have to lift this week. If not now, then when? And you could probably say the same for the Warriors because they've been down and just about out for two years. But getting back in front of uh, what promises to be a full house there at Mount Smart Stadium, 26,500 expected to jam in through the gates on Sunday afternoon. And their starting favourites, $1.52, $2.55 outsiders, the West Tigers. Probably says more about the West Tigers, Tommy, than it does the form of the Warriors because uh, the Warriors were beaten and beaten badly by the Panthers last start. Yeah, I think the Warriors needed to go home so badly. Uh, the Pan- Panthers didn't play well last time they met. Uh, last time the Warriors played, the Warriors just rolled over and thank God they're back at home. I don't think they've played at home since August 2019. So that's... You know, almost three years since they've had a game at Mount Spart Stadium. It's really great to see them back. And, like, I don't obviously rate them highly, as I've said a few times this year, but yep. you'd have to think against a weak opposition with a full crowd, it's going to be hard to beat. We're expecting points here in this game. You think they just open the shoulders and play a bit of ad lib and Oz tag, touch footy style that we've, you know, come to love the Warriors in those early 2000s years. You think of Stacey Jones and Lanto Hire and, um, Francis Melly, some of these other names that just loved to playing in front of those big Ericsson Stadium uh, crowd as it was in, in those days. Are we expecting something like that? And like those uh, players and, and one of those players that grew up idolising those guys would have been Stacey Jones, back, uh, sorry, rather Sean Johnson. Um, Sean Johnson idolising the likes of Stacey Jones. So, uh, you know, gets a go now to play on the his home ground essentially with uh, his hero as his coach. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, it sh- it promises to be a great occasion. Hopefully it turns out that way. Um, and they probably couldn't have asked for a better opponent than the West Tigers if they want to put on a show because the Tigers look like they're just pretty much finished for the year. They don't really have a solid coach. But they're just giving up in games, to be honest. They got slaughtered by the Dogs just last week. Uh, Adam Dewey's still on the bench. I'm surprised he's not in the side already. I thought he would have been... I suppose he's only had one game back, but... I mean, you've only got probably eight games left this year. I'd be trying to put him in the halves for as many as you can. Yeah, I mean, there's no chance of playing finals, are there? You wouldn't think the Tigers. So um, I think as soon as he's back in that full fitness, they probably just throw caution to the wind and and just let him out there and maybe play a roaming role. If they can't find a a way for him to get into the halves, aside Brooks and Hastings, maybe it is like that turbo, just follow the ball as we saw him doing Origin last year. Really nothing too much super coach of uh, relevance there to talk of in that game. Um, so, yeah, why not we just uh, push on here. Last game of the round, the Dragons and the Raiders. Uh, this one, Sunday afternoon, rounds us out. The Dragons, $2.10 uh, 
the Raiders $1.74 favorites. The Raiders just keep on finding a way to win games, and they proved that late against the Knights last time out. And didn't think it would be Hudson Young with the grubber and regather to uh, seal the last gasp winner against the Knights. Yeah, when he put uh, boot to ball, I thought, what are you doing? You absolute moron. But, hey, that was a great play in the, at the end of the day. And this are uh, probably two of the surprising teams, I think. I think the Raiders look gone a few weeks ago. Now they're sort of hunting for a top eight spot. I gave the Dragons no hope this year, and they're playing decent footy. I think this will be a good game on Sunday afternoon. A couple of names that we've mentioned or that you mentioned, I think you found a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Michaeli Ravalawa, I think he scored a hat-trick or at least a double against uh, the Rabbitohs uh, last time out. Zach Lomax continues to do what Zach Lomax does when he plays well, um, and that's set up tries, kick plenty of goals, and even score the odd try himself. So these are two options there, the Dragons' right side, and when they are playing well, and that's sort of on the back of what Ben Hunt does well down that side as, as well, they are somewhat relevant options potentially more more so Lomax I think than Ravalawa given the goal kicking yeah Lomax is definitely someone you can put in and you know you could just keep him for the rest of the year he never scores really poorly he doesn't have a massive ceiling but he's always good for you know a 50 to 70 so he's a great player to put in at the moment and just keep him there even another player with a high ceiling could be like Cody Ramsey he's fairly cheap uh the the Dragons Dragons play the Broncos in the buy round it's not the easiest game but Hey, he's just going to be a body at least. Michaeli Ravalawa, as it is uh, Tuesday night or early on Wednesday morning, as you listen to this, uh, the favoured way anytime try scorer, $2.14. Jordan Rapana, the pick of the Raiders at $2.21. But speaking of value there, Zach Lomax, $3.20 anytime. You might be able to get a bit of that. Or if you're playing uh, the other side of the field, I think we always say this when we talk about the Dragons. Moses Sully, always, every chance, $3.60 anytime. That's probably the way I'd be going there. Moses Sully uh, of the Dragons. Uh, anything else there, Tommy? Oh, just my weekly appreciation of Joe Tarpanay. Uh, another 82 last week against the Knights. He only played 45 minutes and got 82 points, 58 base. He's just in career-best form, and I think he's a season-long keeper now. Yeah, that's something I, I have to say here as well. So middle of uh, the round, rarely do I do it, but I did it last time, uh, round... 15 sold Brody Jones Sunday morning. I just thought I have to have Joey Tarpanay. I think this is the last week you can get him at a good price, had a good fixture, and repaid the faith. So, again, a little pat on the back for myself and anyone else who's managed to find Joey Tarpanay. Tommy, you've been on him for a long, long time. So, credit to you. Uh, deserve all the rewards you're getting for that. That wraps us up, though, in terms of our round. 16 previews. We're going to go to a quick break. On the other side, we're going to talk captains and answer some of your questions as well. Having a bet on sport this week? Top this. Whether you're into cricket and curling or golf and greyhounds, Top Sport will let you on for plenty. And with literally hundreds of markets from your own backyard to the international stage, Top Sport has you well covered. So if you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sport. Top that. Download the app today. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Don't let the game play. You stay in control. Gamble responsibly. Yeah, welcome back. Supercoach 365 podcast. Proudly brought to you again this year by topsport.com.au. If you aren't already a customer, head on over, check them out. You can find uh, the link to do so. Sign up in less than five minutes and uh, get into it with Topsport. The link in our Instagram bio. That's the place to start. That's not where it ends, though. Tommy, let's talk about... Game three for State of Origin. Before we look at uh, some captains, I can't believe this. I've just nearly fallen off my chair here in the ad break. Game three, Suncorp Stadium, a decider. New South Wales, $1.65 favourites. Queensland, the outsiders. Maybe this a question mark over Munster's fitness. Will he be there? Will he not? I think it probably gets closer to $1.90 each or two come game night. Um, even Maroons maybe even start favourites for mine. Well, wow, that's, that's a big call. Um, I don't know. I, I think I have a different view to that. I, I just think the Blues were supremely dominant the other night. I know a lot of people are saying the Simbin was the moment which changed the game, but I don't, I don't agree with that in hindsight. I think the Blues were just the much better team. And I don't know. if uh, I know Suncorp Stadium, Lang Park, the romantic nature of it all. I don't think it's going to be enough to turn the tables. Okay, I mean, I just know, having been there on an origin night, it is a very different feeling to walking out to 
Sydney Olympic Park or wherever else they may play. But I don't know. How can Queensland start outsiders in an origin at, at Queensland? It's uh, beyond me. Anyway, that one in a couple of weeks' time. July 13, in fact, Wednesday night. Uh, footy, good to have uh, Origin back on Wednesday night to round us out. Tommy, let's talk some captains for round 16, though. We've already hinted at Nico Hines, probably the pick of the bunch in that game against the Bulldogs, which means if we're playing a vice-captain option, it's going to have to be pretty early on in the round. Yeah, it is. Uh, I guess the Storm on Thursday night throw up some decent options. If Paps was to play and you are to put him in, probably a vice-captain option, to be honest. Uh, Munster question marks on his fitness obviously harry grant is another one so a few storm options yep um and obviously if you're playing with uh, i don't know if you've said it there i was sort of tuned out but jerome hughes i think he's always an option he's running game and maybe garrick potentially if you think he can score a try kick some goals as well maybe not against the storm defense um again the panthers if you have a nathan cleary if you can make that work very quick turnaround though friday night uh the late game into the Sharks on a Saturday. So I have to be mindful of that. But um, I don't know. I looked at my team. I don't really have many non-playing reserve options this week, maybe outside of a TAS. But, I mean, the high-ceiling center-wing options that we've got, you probably don't want to be playing too much around. You know, don't overthink it, really. Don't overcomplicate it. Yeah, it is a balancing act, the old uh, loophole. Like, obviously, if you have a big vice-captain score, you're going to be pretty desperate to use it. But you got to think of the flip side and the score you might lose and the score you might end up picking up. I think if it wasn't last week, it was two weeks ago, Ben Javojevic got a seven. And anyone, anyone who looped, I guess, got that. So yeah. you got to be mindful of those sort of things. Uh, beyond Nico Hines, I don't know if you'd really be looking at anyone else as a captain. There's some pretty weak games rest of the round. I guess Isaiah Papalihi maybe is a safe 70 to 80, but yeah, you'd be a brave man to go around Hines. What about your man, Joey Tarpanay? Sunday afternoon footy, maybe VC Hines. But again, it's probably risking uh, more risk than reward, really. Um, trying to outthink the room, perhaps. Yeah, it'd be a real pod, I guess, um, if you're really trying to chase points, maybe. But yeah, uh, I'll be playing it safe, I think. All right, let's move on. That considered, um, let's do some trading places now. We've sort of rushed to put this together tonight. So if you are watching us on YouTube, Apologies, no graphics, but uh, we'll talk you through it anyway. Tommy, um, big week for you as it stands, and obviously we'll confirm all of our teams uh, Thursday night on our Instagram, 7 p.m. at Supercoach365. That's where you'll get it. Um, but, Tommy, trading places, let's talk that now. Oh, uh, maybe I'll kick us off. I'm not doing any trades this week. I just don't think there's anyone that re- really jumps off the page, which you have to have, which I don't already have. Um and already sort of planning ways to cash out the likes of Karaz and Ezra Mam and some of these other bodies there that are waiting to be sold. Isaiah Tass, another one from the Rabbitohs, I mentioned a couple of times. So I'm going to save my trades this week. Um, eyes on round 17, 18, flipping these cash cows into some serious guns from that point. Yeah, that makes sense. I saved my trades uh, last time, so I'm going a little bit... More, I guess, swinging, opening the shoulders this week and having a few trades. I'm uh, making definitely two. I'm um, getting rid of Tago, Atongo, as we said before. Tango, uh, I just come on. think it is time for him to go. Uh, I'm bringing in Kaloa Matangi from the Rabbitohs. I know the Rabbitohs aren't going that well, but I think Kaloa Matangi, he's a decent scorer. They play against the Knights in round 17, and I'll just keep him for the rest of the year. Uh, Angus Crichton, I'm also moving him on. He, he's been scoring decent. Uh, I might root his decision maybe later in the year, but the Roosters just aren't doing it for me. He won't be there in round 17. Sean Lane will be, though. So I'm going to Sean Lane. I wow. like how he's going at the moment. I like his attacking attacking flair, and he seems to have held down that second row spot all year for the Eels, so I don't think that'll be changing. I may use my boost. I've got two boosts left. I'm thinking of... I've still got Will Smith, which God knows why I have him. Um, he's been absolutely worthless. Where is Will Smith? Do you know? Is he has he been cited? Is he locked in a cupboard yeah. up there at Seabus? Where is he? I, I haven't heard of him in four months. Jada's got him locked up somewhere in Los Angeles. Oh, I don't know. I seriously don't know. Um, but he's gone. Ever since I got him, my team hasn't played, so he's out probably. <laughs> he's my reserve hooker, so I'm gonna go. He's 307k. I can get to Brandon Smith with only spending 30k. So I'll probably wow. go to Brandon Smith. He hasn't been very good this year at all, but starting lock this week, then he'll probably start hooker next week with Harry Grant at Origin. If you're ever going to get Brandon Smith, it's probably when he's 350K. 
All right. Um, Lots I of would, digest there. I would say don't burn a boost for Brandon Smith, but, hey, you know, you made some good points there around uh, his round 17 status at least. And as you say, starting lock. I think Josh King's up at uh, the front row this week. So potentially, I mean, it's sort of been the case with Brandon Smith the whole season, hasn't it? Since he broke his hand in round one, and I was bullish on him from round one. I think I even started with him in my team from round one. I thought he was in for a, a bumper year. Made one tackle, broke his hand, he's come back. He's never been the same since. And I think you and I and everyone else who's got any of interest in Brandon Smith just waiting to see him get back to that 2021 form. Yeah, it, I mean, I think we said at the time last year he was just scoring tries every week. So it was boosting his, his stats a lot, but he definitely hasn't been the same player. I agree with you what you said before. Our players like Cooler and definitely Karaz. You may as well just keep them for another week, let them make a little bit more money because they have the low break evens, and then uh, move them on before the bite. Yep, that's another one of those names there, Cooler, that I missed. Uh, low break evens are at least low enough not to be losing money this week, so hold tight one more week. And even though they do have some tougher fixtures, particularly Karaz and Cooler against the Sharks and the Storm respectively, you hang on one more week and um, cash them out in a couple of weeks' time. Um, but that's it for our trading places. Of course, as we say, check out our final teams right across the socials at Supercoach365 Thursday night heading into the opening game of the weekend. Of course, uh, Manly and Storm to kick us off this weekend. Tommy, let's get into our talking points. And there's only a couple here, so forgive me. I'll put this up very, very late tonight uh, on Tuesday. Uh, so just a couple here to get through, but we'll get through them quickly. Uh, Fast and Furious podcast tonight. Uh, Alex Brigo says, is Mitch Barnett a good pod move? Already mentioned him and Frizzell up top uh, when we spoke about the Knights. But Barnett or Frizzell, if you had to go one over the other, who would it be? Um, that's a, yeah, look, I honestly hadn't looked at them. But uh, look, Frizzell is probably the safer play. You know what you're going to get from him. Having said that, the last two weeks, Barnett, 61-71, then with the potential of goal kicking. Maybe if you're going the pot option, you just go all in and go with Barnett. Yeah, I think it's either you're going the higher ceiling and, yeah, potentially Barnett there. Plays the left side as well, so um, could be uh, an option when Pong is back and fit. We know that they love that short ball down that side. Ryan Evans says here, keep Karaz for this week or trade him to Brian To'o or trade Penasini after the buy. Brian To'o been in phenomenal form. Um, but would you be trading in an Origin player before Game 3? I, I, personally, I wouldn't be doing it. No, I'd, there's not much point doing that trade this week, I don't think. Uh, Karaz still negative break-even, so he's going to make a fair bit of money this week. Brian's going to be out, obviously, with Origin, and definitely keep Penasini until the buy is... Uh, until we're past the buy. So, yeah, I'd keep Karaz for now as well. Riley Milton, four. Is Dylan Brown a keeper? Um, he's done a great job the whole season. Dylan Brown sort of emerged as a pod option to start the year if you're playing around Munster or if you had two genuine five-eighths there. Um, Dylan Brown, I think he surprised us with how well he's playing this year and just consistently churning out scores, which are hard to argue why you would sell him. Yeah, I don't see a reason to sell. Uh, plays the buy and have a decent run to end the year. And play well for the Kiwis as well. So shows you you can do it for country and club. Dylan underscore McInnes underscore zero six says here, best 2RF and front row forward options uh, for Nat Butcher. So um, one or the other there, pretty much the best middle forward or, or an edge if we're looking that way for Nat Butcher. Well, I guess I brought in two of these guys. So I'll go with Sean Lane and Kaloa Matangi. They're both a bit more expensive than Butcher, but not too much more. Yeah, I mean, outside of those two you mentioned there, talking high ceilings, but I mean, if you're talking consistency, it's hard to go past Paddy Carrigan. Bit of a man crush for Paddy Carrigan. Um, but again, Isaiah Papali'i, probably the pick of the bunch if you have the money to do it um, for Nat Butcher. Tyron Bishop says here, uh, must have hookers and front rowers. Now, I wouldn't say Brandon Smith is a must-have Tommy, but in terms of must-have, which two do you want to finish with? Is is Smith a stepping stone to Grant, or are you just happy to run the pod storm option alongside of Damian Cook? Yeah, well, I've had Cook all year, and I was always planning to get to Grant, but I don't know, the later we get in the year, I might, I might just not bother. There's probably not a lot of must-have hookers. I found that position tricky all year. In terms of front rowers, uh, what do you think here? I think Tarpanay and Pup Lee are the clear two, yep. but then uh, options, like you said, like Clamour could be good for the bye week. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm playing those two that you mentioned there up front. Um, Clemmer, as you say, an option always. And I mean, what's James Fisher-Harris doing? We haven't really spoken a hell of a lot about him this year. Um, this time last year, he was probably 60% owned. I feel like we haven't mentioned his name at all this year and lost the dual position, which hurts him a lot. But is he doing anything? No, only averaging 53. Uh, he's down 10 points on last year's average. Right. You, you know, when you've got players like Papley and Tarpane getting 80, it's probably hard to get JFH in, I guess. Yeah, okay. No, I, I mean, it's hard to go past those names that you mentioned there. Uh, last question here uh, from Nolan Clark. Is Ruben Cotter a sell? And what about Ryan Pappenhausen? How long is Cotter out for still? It, it was a few weeks, wasn't it? So I, I would be getting rid of him. I probably would have already. Yeah, I don't think he'll be back until at least round maybe 19. Um, obviously injured himself in 15. 16 was two weeks after that, essentially. So he's had all of the rep round to recover. Didn't play Origin. Yeah, I, I don't see him getting picked for Game 3 without having played in a couple of weeks. Um, although, potentially, he's what they missed in Game 2. So maybe Billy just throws him straight in uh, on the back of no club footy since really effectively that game one performance where he made a real name for himself Tommy let's leave it there though in terms of questions the podcast tonight short and sharp as we say uh, getting back into it and uh, maybe a little bit more uh, in depth this time next week but uh, putting things together at uh, short notice tonight you've done well Uh, thanks to you (laughs) Jeez, mate no it's good to have the footy back uh, two days away from the NRL returning it's felt like a long gap so great to be back with the super coach as well Of course, stay tuned to uh, us, our socials, right across not only the weekend, but in the lead-up to round 16, you'll get us at Supercoach365, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you are, we are there as well. If you're watching us on YouTube tonight or during the day, anytime in the lead-up to round 16, as we say, thumbs up, subscribe, like, leave us a comment as well. We'll get back to you between now and kickoff. Tommy, uh, good luck to you this week. Hopefully, uh, some green arrows for you and continue that rise up inside the top 1,000. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.